I'm Amanda Pittman, and this is the Confident Woman Podcast. This podcast was created to equip you to stand confidently upon the finished work of Jesus. In this community, we'll talk about what you care about most, living shamelessly for Jesus, speaking unapologetically for truth, and bringing heaven to earth. So make yourself comfortable. We're going to chop it up, keep it real, and change the world. Welcome back to the Confident Woman Podcast. I am here with my guest, none other than the Ariel Muse. So if you don't know Ave, um, she is an influencer extraordinaire. Um, She gets views, y'all. Like... She has a video that has like over 30 million views. It's 28 million. Okay. <laughs> Round up. I mean, at that point, like what's another two mil? Like what's another two mil? Like what? Some people will never see a million and you've seen like almost 30 of them. So um, she also is a YouTuber. Yes. And uh, a model in the making because we were talking about her future modeling career because she's absolutely stunning. That's so sweet. Now you are like what five one five two five two. So Very I short. mean it will have to be petite modeling. Yes, but us short girls are cute too. We're cute too. Yeah, they be leaving us out. I know. I know. It's rough. Yeah, you do need to speak a little bit closer. Oh, yeah. Get closer. Okay. <laughs> and she's pregnant. How many weeks are you now? I am going to be 35 weeks tomorrow. Oh, my gosh. Our friend Jonna gave birth at 35 weeks. So I'm kind of I'm still processing that. Like (laughs) you're in the point, you know, normally 38 weeks plus is like home stretch. But after what I saw with Jonna, I'm just like, it could happen at any moment. Any or, moment. Or you could go to 41 weeks, you know? Like, some people go to 42 weeks. Lord, please <laughs> let that not be my portion. I don't think it will be. Um, Abe, you're going to go and get one of those prenatal massages. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Definitely. Yeah. Most definitely. It's already in the works. So. Yeah, because Jonna's baby Dawson practically fell out the womb <laughs> after, after the she had. Massage. Yes. So those things work. Um, but my favorite thing about Ariel is that she's my best friend, <laughs> which so is like a, a very selfish favorite thing. <laughs> my I'm favorite thing about you is me. <laughs> <laughs> what would, who would you be without me? <laughs> That's so funny. Oh That's my gosh. So funny, but low key true. Yes. I'm really excited about our conversation today. First of all, cause we have this vibey set up. It's, I love this setup. Yes, I love this setup too because we usually do like, uh, usually on my podcast, I do like the whole Zoom thing. I've never had a live, you know, in-person guest on my podcast. So um, this will be great. Yes. I like that. It's, it, it, you know, energy is good on Zoom, but like it's, it's still different being in person. It is different you know? being in person. I just love the moodiness of this whole room. Yeah. It's a mood. It's yes, a vibe. It's a mood. Yes. I love it. And I just love the comfy chairs. I really need that since mm-hmm. I'm pregnant. So. Mm-hmm. Comfy chairs, blanket. She's got a green smoothie. Yes. You may not see it, but it's there. Yes. So I'm really excited about our conversation today because we're talking about what it's like feeling underestimated, being the underdog, feeling overlooked. Yes. Um, and it's something that we can both relate to. Yes. Um, we've both felt that before. Um but I feel like she was the perfect person to talk about it because it's it's been a theme in our conversations. Um, so, Ave, talk to me about times in your life or situations in your life where you felt either like an underdog or you felt underestimated. Well, I think it's mainly with my career. When it comes to my career, because it feels like that's been the hardest and longest journey for me to see it actually pick up Mm -hmm. um that has been where I've felt the most underestimated I Mm -hmm. would say Mm -hmm. um and I also feel like because there's like a huge desire to see like it be something like fruitful and for it to like um be what God said it would be and all that stuff Mm -hmm. so yeah I've I would say I felt it so much with my career and my purpose and mm-hmm. mainly from me as well as others as well. Okay. So let's explore that concept of 
being underestimated by others versus underestimating yourself. Yeah. Okay. So how, like, what has been the ratio of like underestimating myself, others underestimating you? Like what, talk to me about that and talk to me about like how the two affect you. Yeah. Okay. So I remember last year you and I were having a conversation and you were like, Ave, I was doing my reels and I was like posting, you did like a 30 day reels challenge and mm-hmm. you like saw so much growth from it mm-hmm. and you were telling me to do it. And I had so many apprehensions and I was like, uh, I don't know if that could work for me. And let me pause because for those of you, y'all aren't in our friendship. So y'all don't know what we've talked about. So when you hear Ave say she was telling me to do it, you may think, well, what if Ave's not called to that? Blah, blah, blah. <clears throat> Me and Ave had all already yeah. discussed, like, God has called her to influencing, like, Instagram, YouTube. This is what God has designed her for. And so this was just me nudging her in the direction that right. she's always supposed to be. So I just had to add that disclaimer because people may not know and assume that I'm just, like, pushing you to do something. Right. So no, go that's ahead. That's true. That's good. Yeah. Good ad. Um, yeah. So you were, like, encouraging me and telling me to do it. And I was just, like... I don't know. I was hesitating a lot and I was just telling you all my limiting beliefs as to why I didn't think it would work for me. Mm -hmm. And I remember just saying like, I've done this before I've shown up um, or tried to show up consistently before. And like, I couldn't show up consistently or I wasn't like seeing the outcome that I wanted. Mm -hmm. I didn't, wasn't seeing the fruit that I wanted from it. So those were the two main things. And I just really heavily underestimated myself. Mm -hmm. Um, I just didn't think I could do it. Mm -hmm. And then you pushed me and you were like so encouraging and you just said all the right things as Amanda always does. (laughs) She's so good at that. I mean, everybody needs an Amanda in their life, but (laughs) yeah. And I did it and I saw some really great growth. Like I went from 1700 followers on Instagram and then two months later to I think I hit 10,000 um Bruh. and I was just growth. bewildered like yeah. I shocked myself mm-hmm. and I think that's when belief started to like come I guess come into my heart and I actually started to believe like no you can actually do things that you think that you can't do yeah. if that makes sense Um, and so seeing the numbers and the outcome really helped, I would say in that case. Mm -hmm. Um, and that kind of just started to create a pattern where I was like, oh no, like I actually can do this. Like, even if you think you can't, you can. Okay. So at that is all you underestimating yourself. Yeah. Now about others. Okay, so the others is annoying. Because, <laughs> I'm gonna be completely it sure honest. is. It really is. <laughs> the others is annoying because it's like, okay, first of all, I can underestimate myself, whatever, and I'll deal with that. <laughs> but it's so annoying when other people underestimate you. Mm-hmm. Like, ugh, it's like, please just go yeah. away. Especially when you know you got it. Yes. And you know what you're capable of. You know what you can produce. You know you have all of the right things. So that has definitely happened in Avriel's influencing career. Yes. I want you to talk about that a little bit. Okay, so when I first started to see numbers and growth and all that, I was like, okay, let me start to um, reach out to brands. So somebody had reached out to me and said that they wanted to manage me and all that stuff. And then... I started to feel really underestimated by this person that was basically asking to manage me. At first, it was like, oh, my goodness, like you're killing it. Your numbers are great and all that stuff. And then I don't know. It was like within a two week time span. I don't know what happened, but that just disappeared. It was like. And then I had brought like other people to go like or like not brought I would say like recommended Mm -hmm. you know um this person and I obviously because of these other people were friends with me they were explaining to me like oh yeah like she pitched me this many times to a brand and then when I would ask her I felt like I was like chasing her to find out like okay like what's been happening like just updates and then when I would ask her she would be like yeah um like I pitched you three times or something like that. And it was just so upsetting, especially because I was just starting out Mm -hmm. and I really needed people around me that I felt like really believed in me and were really pushing me. Um, 
and believed in me enough to do the work. Yeah. I think. And I, I think it was just so evident that they didn't feel like they could do the work for me or should do the work for me because at that time I had like 13,000 followers and then like some of the other people had more followers. Yeah. If that it was sense. only 13,000 at that point. I think it was 13,000 okay. at that point from wow. what I remember. Yeah. And other people had, and I understand, I think from a business perspective, it was probably like, well, I'm going to make more money mm-hmm. with maybe somebody that has like a hundred thousand followers. Mm-hmm. And if a brand is going to work with you, they're going to pay you a little bit less because you only have 13,000 followers. Mm-hmm. So I understand the business aspect, but it wasn't just that. It was just everything surrounding that and the air around like our conversations. And- yeah. And Avril is kind of like censoring a little bit because the other person who was the friend was me. <laughs> I was totally censoring. Yeah. And so <laughs> I'm a ride or die. You know what I mean? Like I am not... I'm going to step on someone else to get to the top. Like I am loyal. Yeah. Lo- I mean, loyal if you're a good person, because yes. I'm not loyal to bad people. I, I that people need to know that. About yeah. You, okay. Cause I, I will not, I will cut you in a moment. Yes. If I find out that you're not who you say you are. Right. Um, but to my best friend, Avrielle, I know her through and through, I'm going to be loyal to her. And so it's like kind of like planting those like seeds of doubt yes. and, and kind of making you feel like, Oh, it's you. Yeah. It's not me. It's you. Yeah. You know? And then, you know, she even offered me to pivot from pitching to brands to like PR. I'm like, no, this is not what I hired you for. Right. But like even that suggestion made me feel like, oh, is there something wrong with me? Is there something wrong with the way I show up? And then I had to remind myself, no. I'm led by the Lord. This is how right. I want to show up online. And so I felt a microcosm of that, but I got irritated because she was, you know, really not pitching Ave. Yeah. Um, and so I think that definitely like fed into that narrative of like, I'm overlooked or I'm an underdog. Right. And that's how you know that somebody else is overlooking you or underestimating you when it's so subtle in a way where it's like they're planting these seeds and it starts to become your self-talk when you Mm. weren't even thinking that way before girl literally it's like Mm. oh maybe it it is the faith-based thing or Mm. maybe it is because i only have thirteen thousand followers Mm -hmm. or and it's like you weren't even thinking that way before so that's how you know you start to like absorb what this other person is saying and that's why it's so important to have people that really believe in you and are rally rallying behind you yeah especially when you know that it's something that's sensitive like your calling yeah or your purpose mm-hmm. like because you don't want to be like for example with influencing it's like I don't want to be breeding that belief into people that are also following me that's so real. You know? Yeah. It's like I want women to have full faith that whether you have 5,000 followers or 500,000, if God's called you, like, he is the God that can take the small and make it big. Mm-hmm. Like, that's who we serve, you yeah. know? So that was, like, super disappointing at the time. Yeah. Yeah. So did that, um, has that narrative persisted since? Well, actually, Yeah. But not in the same way, if that makes sense. Okay, go into that. So right now, I'm working with this amazing manager. She's so great. She, like, pitches me all the time. She has so much belief in me. (laughs) And, like, even though things aren't playing out the way that I want them to, I feel so good because she has so much belief in me. Mm. And it it doesn't feel like I'm dragging this person to believe in me. Yeah. It's more like she's dragging. I'm kidding. She's not dragging me. <laughs> she's not dragging me to believe in myself. But maybe she's leading you. She's yeah. I can. She's really professional. She mm. does this. She actually has brand deals constantly. So like she knows what she's doing. So she is leading me in the professional sense of like, mm. Ave, you haven't done this before. I've done this before, and like this is the way that I do it, kind mm-hmm. of thing. So she's great that way, but she's so great when it comes to like believing in me, you know, like it's just so good. I feel like it's just a great partnership. And even though I'm still not seeing results yet, 
she for one second has not made me feel like it's me. Yeah. She actually thinks it's the brands. <laughs> Y'all tripping. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So she is just so great and I just love it. The narrative has persisted though in the sense of why aren't the brands choosing me? Mm. If that makes sense. So it's like everything's good. They'll be reaching out. They're like, yes, girl, like we want you. They email me. And then it's like, oh, we the brand decided to go in a different direction. Mm-hmm. Even though you know they've worked with other creators, you know the type of money they'll put out for other people. Legit. That yeah. happened to me with one brand. This brand reached out to me. Big national brand. And I got excited because I was like, huge. oh, this is going like, to be good. Like huge, huge, huge brand. Right. Then... Anyway, they ended up basically saying they reached out to me twice. The first time they said that they were going to go in a different direction. I said, okay, fine. Then the second time they were offering me really low for the follower count I had. And like even my manager was like, okay, this is crazy. This doesn't make sense. Follower count and views engagement engagement. because her views and engagement are off the charts. Right off the charts so they were offering me really low so she was shocked about that because she was like i know this brand has budget and then like come to find out they were paying other creators so much more than that Mm -hmm. so i was just like what is happening like why and i think i went through this like thing where i was just like why are they reaching out they're interested And then it's like it falls off the table or they're just like, don't even want to pay me what I'm worth. Mm. Mm -hmm. And that feels so crappy because it's like, oh, I feel like I'm actually also being underestimated by brands. Mm -hmm. Then the kicker with this brand was I was like, okay, maybe I just need to get my foot in the door. That's fine. I'm like, I'll take the low amount that they're giving me. Turns out when we tell them like, Hey, like, we'll take it. They're just like, oh, sorry, we decided to go in a different direction. Trash. I was like, That's Ugh. so trash. That's so trash. So annoying, you know? So, yeah, yeah that was just really disappointing. Yeah. It was really disappointing, but I think that I'm just learning that even when things like this happen, even when you feel overlooked, underestimated, all that stuff, like, it's literally not you Hmm. like yes there's gonna be things maybe that you could do better like you know we can always be improving but I honestly don't think in this case it's me I think it's just maybe they don't feel like okay well they don't see that oh maybe she's worked with this brand and this brand and this brand before so maybe they feel like they're taking a chance on me whatever the case is but it's like it's not it's not me okay let's talk about that because I think that there was a point in your career and purpose journey where I, where you did believe it's you. Yeah. So how did you get from this place of it's me and internalizing it to having the confidence of knowing this is not me and I can still like fully own this lane and not feel like I'm the one who's wrong? Yeah. I would say, honestly, having people like you in my life to like speak into my life and and your manager too and my manager you know like knowing that she's like okay I you know what it's gonna come like she always says she's like it's gonna come like you have phenomenal content you have a global reach like she's just always breathing so much belief into me so I would say having community around me that consistently like pushes a different narrative even mm-hmm. though the brands might be making me feel a certain way or whatever yeah. the case is and then I would also say like just knowing what God's called me to mm. and like being firm in that like yeah. sometimes it's just timing you know like I was reading the scripture the other day I'm not gonna quote it right because I don't remember it. it was in Ecclesiastes but it's like It was saying like time and chance comes to everybody. Mm. Like you will get your time. You will get your chance. You know what I mean? And it's like, so just plant your seeds. You essentially just don't know, you know, like you just don't know when it's going to pop off for you and when it's going to work out for you. But just know that your time is going to come. And I think that sometimes it's really just timing. Mm. Um, So maybe it also could be like this 
in this moment or this month or next month might not be my time to start working with brands. Maybe God is trying to pull something else out of me, which is what we talked about yesterday. But it it really might be maybe three months from now, four months from now. And that's okay. Like it mm-hmm. doesn't mean it's you. I think it, it could just mean like it's, it's timing as well. So I would say mm-hmm. community and just knowing like how, how God's called me and designed me and being firm yeah. in that. Okay. I love both of those. I want to speak to the community piece. Um, those are both so rich when it comes to the community piece. I think that there are so many women who their community does not breathe belief or life into them. And so let's say they feel underestimated in their professional aspect, but they, they never get that you know, at least my people believe in me. It's like, no, then then they come home and then their husband doesn't believe in them. Their mom doesn't believe in them. So like what types of things does your manager say to you? What types of things does your husband say to you? Do I say to you that lets you know, okay, this is someone who sees me accurately. Yeah. Even when I don't see myself or even when someone else doesn't see me, because I want, I want other people to know the signs of these are the people you should surround yourself with. So what does that sound like? That's so good. It'll just be like a, like in this season, what do you believe God's called you to, Hmm. you know? And then I'll affirm that a lot of the time it's repeating what I already know. Hmm about myself like even though I might not believe it in that moment it's like the community around me is constantly pulling out what's already on the inside of me Mm. and it's good things yeah so they'll say like okay part yeah because if they're pulling out the worst in you that's not that's not good it's not good yeah so they'll just affirm like okay what do you believe that you're called to in the season okay do you feel if you feel like this is what you're called to in the season then you know, just be patient. Like trust is going to work out. It will work out. They always affirm a good report Hmm. or they'll always like speak. Like I have a future and a hope. Hmm. It's never demeaning. It's never negative. Like I can't recall specific sentences Mm -hmm. right now, but just the, the energy in which everybody around me speaks to me with, it's Hmm. like even giving resources, Hmm. you know, like, try this maybe we should try this maybe we should pivot this way you know Mm -hmm. like just doing things in a way and saying things where it's like no you have a future and we're gonna get this Mm -hmm. like we're gonna get to this goal Hmm. it's gonna happen for you um so yeah I think just affirming the good things that are already on the inside of you pulling out the good things that are on the inside of you and then bringing resources to the table that are just gonna be like helpful for you on that same journey Mm. because I feel like you know you don't have someone good in your corner when they're actually trying to deter you from the thing that you feel called to and nobody that's so rich on my team I'll say on my team because I feel like you guys are all my teammates yeah but like yeah (laughs) (laughs) nobody on my team deters me ever like no one when I've come to them with the brands no one says oh don't do it like go a different direction. Like it's maybe it's not for you. Like those mm-hmm. are the things that the enemy would say. Absolutely. You know, but no one's done that. Mm. And that's so beautiful. Like I just feel so it feels so nice to be able to come to people that I know and love and explain how I'm feeling vulnerably mm-hmm. and them just continue to encourage and affirm that same path even if it is a little difficult. Mm. This actually reminds me of um In my book, I have the voices chart of uh, there's the voice of the enemy, the voice of the flesh, and then the voice of God. Mm -hmm. And I believe that enemy sent relationships will sound like the voice of the enemy. Yeah. And so the enemy seeks to steal, kill and destroy. So if this person sounds like uh, they're trying to steal, kill or destroy your purpose, steal, kill or destroy your confidence, steal, kill or destroy your belief. That is an enemy sent relationship. Yeah. And then a relationship that mirrors the voice of God will look like faith, hope, and love. Love that. Faith, hope, and love. Every single person around you that's Team Ave, even when the report that's right in front of us doesn't look exactly right, we're still going to speak faith, hope, yes. and love. Yes. That's just a really good sign for you. 
if the voices closest to you sound like they're trying to steal your purpose, kill your confidence, destroy your calling, I would say find another circle. Yeah. Find another circle. Even if it's your family, you got to disconnect before you reconnect. Mm -hmm. You need to disconnect from them for some time, reconnect with the Lord, hear what he says about you. That way, when you come back around them, their voices will not deter you from what God has said. Right. Um, But then you need to surround yourself with people whose voice mirrors God's voice, echoes God's voice. And the thing is, when you spend time with the Lord and you know what he says about Mm -hmm. you, when 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 what people are saying are not matching up with what God is saying, you're going to be like, no, no, no. And I've been there before. Yeah, there has been a time in my life where I know that I know that I know what God is saying. But what people are saying God is saying is not lining up with what God is saying. Right. And I start to question myself mm-hmm. or I start to question God because these are some, you know, Bible people who are saying, thus says the Lord. Right. And I had to become so confident in my own relationship with the Lord that what they said did not deter me um, because people can be unknowingly used by the enemy yep. and use spiritual language to make you feel as if you're not on the right path or God's hand is not on you. Um, and that I, I want to say is one of the most dangerous ones Yeah. because when you put God's name on it, well, then you're just like, well, dang, if God said it, you know, so the people around you, if they love you, they won't be yes men, but they will echo faith, hope and love. Yes. Okay. So Abe, you have also experienced feeling underestimated by an employer before. Yeah speak to that i feel like if the enemy had his way it would have made me stop what i was doing Mm -hmm. because it was like making fun of what i was doing and how i was doing it yeah and i think that's because like the enemy knew what was on the other side of that yeah he knew that it was going to reach people it was going to touch people it was going to connect with people and you know that's the way that he was trying to attack me, you know, but I kept going and, and it was, it was really annoying at the time because it would be pretty constant. Yeah. And I felt like super underestimated because it's like, well, why? Because I don't create content the way you create content. Like I'm not making fun of the way that you do it, you know, like we're just different people, you know, and I'm going to do it differently than you do. And so, yeah. And the reason that I had been creating content the way I had been creating content. So I had been, sitting on the floor a lot like that was my thing like that was my position and I would just be like talking to women a lot about purpose and calling like that's how I started out um and that was because that was literally how I felt the most grounded like I felt the most relaxed like I was like the only way that I can do this consistently is if I do it in a way that's authentic to me and simplicity is such a value of mine and if I have to be like doing all this extra stuff to be showing up on camera like it's not gonna happen yeah so I literally would just sit on the floor and I would just talk to women and I loved doing that and it was about something that I cared about purpose and calling you know yeah so for that to be attacked I was like yeah so annoying but anyway yeah and the thing is I think sometimes people will mask something in a joke yes in order to undermine its potency and significance because we don't joke about things that are significant yeah we joke about things that are trivial Mm -hmm. and so when people joke about something that's meaningful to you it's trivializing yeah and so it's trivializing something that's so important to you yeah um but what I find so interesting about that is that that doesn't happen when people underestimate you hmm that happens when people see you. Okay, Amanda, talk that talk. Keep going, girl. When someone sees you accurately, even before you see yourself accurately, when someone else sees your potential, even before you see your potential, when somebody else can see your trajectory, even before you see your trajectory, come on, they will try to kill it before it even sprouts. Mm. You know, I plant... I I like gardening and there is a moment in the very beginning of whenever I plant something that it's in the ground and there's a time that it's in the ground that nothing is seen. 
Mm. And I still have to water in faith knowing yeah. that it's there. It's kind of like being hidden. Yeah. There's a seed in the ground. It has all the pen- potential in the world, but it has not been seen yet. So we water in faith. It's hidden in the ground. And then there's another moment where it sprouts. It breaks through the dirt. And when it sprouts, it's in, and it's almost like an infant state. Yeah. It's so funny because my kids like to call, it, call them baby plants. <laughs> and then when they get a little bit older, they're like, oh, are they toddlers now? And when Aww. they get bigger, they're like, they're teenagers. <laughs> or it's a grown-up plant. It's, it's just funny. <laughs> so when it's like a baby plant, it, you know, it's interesting. I have some... Um, I have some cucumbers that are outside and the cucumber plants have climbed up a tall trellis and the trellis is taller than I am. Mm. It's probably like five, five. I'm four eleven, and it's such a massive plant and it bears so many cucumbers. But I remember when it was still just like an inch high Yeah, and it's just sprouting. Somebody else can see your fully grown plant, trellised up, five foot two, five foot five, six foot plant, even when you're just a sprout. And what they're going to try to do is kill it while it's still vulnerable. Mm, right so now, if I, take, if I take a leaf off of the cucumber plant, it'll be fine. It'll survive just fine because it's strong. Its roots are established. Right. But if I took a leaf off of a brand new cucumber plant, it would kill it. And so sometimes people do see you. And I've seen this a lot in your life. People do see you. They see your potential. They see your trajectory. They see you accurately even before you see yourself accurately. And they try to kill it before it becomes fully grown. Mm. And so, yeah, I think that that is um, actually the inverse. And I think that like this this, uh, underdog mentality can kind of come from people actually seeing you for who you are. And trying to trick you. It's kind of what the enemy does. You know what I'm saying? Like the enemy will not attack you that hard unless you have a huge call on your life. He'll try to make you feel like you're losing when you're actually winning. He'll try to make you feel like you're an underdog when when he's actually your footstool. You know what I'm saying? And so that's why I think we need to have people around us that see us accurately but are not threatened by our potential. 1,000%. 1,000%. I love what you're saying because I'm reminded of King Saul and David. Mm, Tell me more. King Saul, he was the king. He literally had it all, but he was jealous of David. Yep. He was jealous of David because he saw the potential. He saw how much the people loved David. Yes. And it made him feel threatened. Mind you, he was in a higher position. Yep. Like, what are you, like, you have it all. What are you jealous of David for? He had the power. He had the wealth. He had the status. He had the ladies. He had it all. He had it all. And yet he was still threatened by this little David. Yeah, he was still threatened by little David. But it's because he saw what David would become. It was because he knew that David would one day be, be king. Because the people loved him. And because he saw that God was with him. Literally, it's because he saw that God was with David. Hmm. Sometimes people will just be jealous, even though they might be in a higher position than you and it might not even make sense to you, like your logical brain. You're like, this doesn't even make sense why this person would be jealous or why this person would be threatened. They have more than me. But deep down, they know that it's the God in you and they don't like that. And that stirs up their own demons. Yeah, that's exactly what happened with Saul and David. And that's just what I was reminded of when you were talking about that. Yes. I'm glad you said that because I thought you're going to go, you know, they they see their your potential and that's all in the natural. But you went to the spiritual. Yeah. You know, it's like they see their spirit in them sees the God in you. Yeah. And it stirs up their demons. Let's be honest. There is a spiritual reality to this. Yeah. A very spiritual reality to this. And the enemy does not want us to see ourselves as God sees us. Yes. He wants us to feel like losers, like little peons. So that will act like it. So talk to me about how you've navigated this all spiritually and kind of learn to stand your ground, keep believing for what God said, even in the midst of times where you have underestimated yourself, others have underestimated you. 
talk about that spiritual element. Yeah. So I feel like this area of my life has been the area that the enemy has attacked me the hardest because it's the area that God has given me the most promises in. Mm. Like he's given me promise upon promise upon promise in this one specific area of my life. And because the enemy knows what's on the other side, the spiritual warfare that I've dealt with within myself and from others has been unbelievable when it comes to my career and purpose. Yes. Can you actually share with everyone? Cause I know these things cause I've, you know, we've been talking for years, but a lot of people don't know all of the things that God has shown you, like the things he's spoken over you, the dreams you've had. You don't have to share all of them cause it's been too many to even too share, many, yeah. but just share a few of them because I think that's going to resonate with some people who know that God has promised them some things. Yeah. So in 2013, um, I would say one of the first encounters I had, I had a vision. Okay. I'm naturally a dreamer. Everyone that's close to me knows this. I'm a dreamer. Her dreams are accurate too. <laughs> God will tell on you. Yeah. God be, God be snitching. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, so that's typically how God talks to me is through my dreams. Um, but this was like the first encounter I had was shortly after I got saved and it was a vision. And I had a vision of this girl walking up to me and she was like, I love your YouTube channel. At mm. this time, guys, I did not have a YouTube channel. Okay. Oh, so you didn't even have one. In I didn't even have oh, one. Wow. Wasn't thinking about one. Wow. It just wasn't. But this is how God started unraveling purpose to me. Um, so she came out to me. She's like, you have, I love your YouTube channel. It's so good. It helps me so much. And I was like, I don't have a YouTube channel. And then she was like, well, then you better get started. It was just the most. I forgot about that one. Weirdest dream or vision. And I know it was. Wow. I know this was from the Lord because I wasn't thinking about this. Mm -hmm. And it was actually a vision. It wasn't a dream. So anyway, um, I had that. And then, you know, the Lord started to kind of continue to unravel things to me. I had another um, instance where I had a dream and like on the wall it said like you will be fishers of men hmm. just so many instances what about the upper echelon one? Oh, oh my gosh I just forgot that one can you remind me oh, I don't know all I remember is the words oh okay this is actually crazy okay so yeah this is 2019 this was just before I moved to Georgia okay, okay. shortly before like you and I got really close and I was in my room and I was just feeling, just thinking about all the promises God had given me over my purpose and how I hadn't seen it yet. So this was like 2019. So, and by this time you had tried YouTube. I had tried YouTube. I felt like I wasn't seeing views. I had, wasn't seeing anything. I was on Instagram pretty sporadically. I won't say I was the most consistent, but you know, like I just hadn't seen any fruit from what God had shared with me. And I remember I was just in my room and I was just like just sitting there just down and I was discouraged and I was just like, man, Lord, like when, you know, when will I see all of these things you've spoken over my life? You told me that I would have influence. You told me all of these things. Like, when will I see it? And I heard the Holy Spirit say upper echelon. Mm. And at the time, I didn't even know what that meant, to be mm -hmm. completely honest. And when I Googled it, it meant highest rank. And I was just like, I knew in that moment, the Holy Spirit said, you don't see it yet, mm. but trust me, you'll be in the highest rank by the time I'm done, you know? <sighs> so I was just, I, I just got chills run. talking chills, about it I got too. chills, yeah. You know? And then mm. another time I was at church and this man I never met before came up to me. Literally, this man does not know me, guys. And he was like, you've written it all down. You've written every promise down. You've written it all down. I want you to know that God sees it mm. and you will see everything you've written down come to pass. He's like, you will be in the highest office. <sighs> That's what he said to me. And I knew Glory. that was from the Lord, you know, yes. and just so many, man, I can't begin to tell you guys yeah. so many things that he's shown me considering this area. And it's like, thankfully over the last year i'm starting to see some fruit you know yeah, which quite has a been bit. yeah so beautiful but it it took a long time 
you know, to to start to even begin to see it. And I know this is only the beginning. It really is. It's only the beginning. So, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Thanks for making me do that. Because, yeah, that is just a good reminder for me, too. Yeah. Okay. Can you like kind of just speak over the women who are listening who feel as if they've been overlooked, but they know God has spoken to them. What would you say to them? Ground yourself in what God has told you. He is not a man that he should lie. Mm. He keeps all of his promises. He's not slack concerning his promises. These are the things that you need to rehearse over yourself. Get in the word and look at stories. Read about Joseph Read about David. Read about all these people that waited. Because you're in good company. Seriously, I just feel Girl. like with the waiting, it's it's for you. It's what's best for you. Mm. It's because God is refining you. He's refining your character. Yeah. And if he's making you wait, it's because it's going to be very beautiful. It's going to be very big by the time he's done. I would say just continue to rehearse the word of God over yourself, like marinate in what God has said. And even though there's going to be people that are underestimating you, even though you might underestimate yourself, just remind yourself constantly of what God has said. Sometimes I think that we take what God says to us and we're just like, yeah, God said this, but I've been waiting for so many years. Like it's like, it almost starts to feel dead almost um, mm. it, it doesn't feel alive like a living word, mm. but it's living. Wow. It says God watches over his word Oof. to perform it. Oof. So it's still Damn. alive. It's still alive. And well, even if he told you 10 years ago, even yes. if he told you seven, eight years ago, yes. you know, so just know that man, when God speaks, he's not like us human beings who just say things to we just be saying stuff he's sometimes not a man that he should he's lie. not a man that he should lie you know but when god speaks it's because he's he has a future he has a hope he speaks with intention and it's a guarantee yes it's literally a guarantee and i think that sometimes we just need to rem- remind ourselves of that and sit in that and mm-hmm. just rehearse those words over ourselves that's what i would say mm. I'm blessed by that. God's word will not return void. And um, I was listening to a sermon at church this past Sunday. Um, Tim Rivers spoke at our church and he talked about the time where Jesus was 12 years old. So good. He was lost by Mary and she eventually found him in the temple. Yeah. With other like leaders, rabbis, teachers. And uh, she told him that it wasn't time yet. Yeah. However, when Jesus performed his first miracle, it was his mother. Yes. And his first miracle was turning water into wine. It was his mother that suggested it. And Jesus said to her, don't you know it's not my time yet? Yes. And even so, that was his release. His first recorded miracle was turning water into wine. And there was a time where it wasn't time yet. Mm -hmm. And then there was a time to be released. Out of all of the miracles that Jesus could have performed, why was turning water into wine the first one? Whenever they brought the wine to be tasted, the man said, most people serve the best wine first. And then, you know, pretty much when everybody's drunk, they serve, you know, the crap wine. Right. But you have... Save the best for last. Yeah. You've reserved the best for last. And it's a picture of what God was doing. That he was reserving Christ. Yes. Not rejecting him. Jesus was on earth for 33 years, but he only performed his public ministry in the last three. Yeah. I know many of us who are listening aren't even 30 yet. And you want to see all the promises of God. Come on. Yeah, God God can do a fast work. He can do it young. But however, there are people whose whose purposes pop off in 40s, in their 50s. Yeah. And 
what I would say to that is that you're not being rejected. You're being reserved. Love that. Yeah. So good. This is why I also love our friendship so much because we see each other accurately. Me and Amanda are just fierce protectors over each other's identities. Yes. And you know, like, you know, storms come and like things, people say things and sometimes we're not, we're human, you know, it might get in our heads, but we always remind each other of the truth. We always remind each other of what we see and we always fight for each other in the spiritual. And I just love that so much about our friendship because I know that if I'm going to Amanda with something that I'm struggling with or feeling a little underestimated in, she always speaks so much belief into who I am and who God says that I am. Yeah. And I love that. I love that too. It's so funny. Just the other day, um, I said something to Abe and I was kind of talking myself up a little bit, which doesn't happen that often, you know, cause oh. I just don't really talk <laughs> myself up that much, but I did a little bit. And she was like, I love hearing you say that about yourself. And I'm like, girl, don't get me started. And then by the end it was like, you know, 10 minutes straight of me just gassing myself. (laughs) I'm like, I am this, I am that, you know? And you gotta have people like that in your corner. That they are not intimidated by you seeing yourself, but they actually celebrate you seeing yourself. Yes. Like, she's like, yes, all of that is true. I love hearing you say that about yourself. Yes. You don't want people around you to where it's like, uh, you know how like certain guys, they think it's just better if a girl doesn't know that she's beautiful. Like, you don't know you're beautiful. Like, what happens when she does know she's beautiful? Yeah. Does that make her less desirable? It's like, no, no, no. You can know that you got it and still have it. And if you have the right relationships around you, they'll celebrate it. They will celebrate it. They will celebrate it. They will not be intimidated. So this has been a really rich conversation. I want you to share with people how your platform has gone. I want to say over like the past year or so, um, what God has been doing and how you've like practically learned to grow it. Because there's like a practical partnership with God of like what he said and like actually acting on it to like enact it, you know, cause it's not like God just says something and then it drops out of the sky. Like you got to get to work. You got to get to work. How's that been? So yeah. Okay. So in the last year I started out with 1700 followers. Was that only a year ago? That was literally a year. I started in June of last year. Unreal. I, 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 I was just assuming it's been two years. It has not been two years. It's been a year. It's been a year. Unreal. Yeah. Uh, I hope, I really hope that encourages somebody because God can move swiftly because you see, you see somebody else. It took them 10 years. It could take one for you. It could take one. God could do it in a day for you, a, a month day. for you. Literally. Okay. A going. lot of my, actually a lot of my growth that I've seen actually has been in like a span of a month or a span of two weeks because something went viral and picked up and then I got gained like a bunch of followers. Yeah. So you just never know how God's going to do it for sure. Yeah. So yeah, in the last year, I started out with 1,700 followers, and now I'm currently at 51,000 followers, which is, I can't even believe that's coming out of my mouth. Yeah. It sounds so unreal, but... Multiple reels over a million. Of course, there's that that's that one that's like 28 million, like yeah. the viral queen. <laughs> yeah, that's so crazy. And God has just taken me like in the beginning, like I was talking a lot about purpose and calling, still something I'm so passionate about. But then I felt like he was leading me into like, you know, me being sharing more about my lifestyle, my family, you know, just the things that really concern me, my relationships, just everything um, in regards to my life. And I think that's what took my platform to another level. Can I pause you right there? Please. Yes. I, I have a feeling I know what you're going to say, but go. Because what gets you to one point won't be the same thing that gets you to the next point. And she had to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit to even lean into that pivot. Yes. Because it can grow stale if you're not hearing that fresh rhema. Yes. And I love that you weren't confined to a singular space because it's what got you there. Right. But you felt the freedom and flexibility to be all that God has called you to be. And that is what's growing you. And I love that because your platform fully reflects who you are. Yeah. And that's one thing that a lot of people have told Avriel. I've told her that a million times. 
there is no difference between who she is in person and who she is like on camera. It fully reflects who she is. And I think it's because she has leaned into that and she doesn't want to be a one track person, but she has the freedom to lean into all these different facets and God's breathing on that. So yes. keep going. I, so I just good. had to say that. No, that's so good. I'm, I'm actually glad that you pulled that out because I remember when the Lord was first pivoting me away from um, like just talking about purpose and calling, sitting on my floor and like just doing that to doing more lifestyle. I actually struggled with that transition I because that. I was like, oh, no, like this is what grew me like my audience, they're not going to be interested anymore. If I go to lifestyle, like maybe that's not niche down enough. I told myself so many things. Can I say something too? Yes. Because that's the difference. <laughs> that's the difference between pandering to people and being led by the spirit. Yes. Because what she could have done is stayed confined to that one silo because she was pandering to what people wanted to see yeah. rather than what God was speaking. And I'm so glad that you were led yes. because otherwise it would have, it really would have been a disservice to all the people who are going to find you from the new content that you create. Right. Yeah. And you have to know how God has wired you and created you mm -hmm. because one thing about me is I want to be flexible. I want to have the freedom. I want to be able to show up however I want on whatever day I want. I'm just really glad that I was able to lean into that because it's actually allowed me to be more of who I am as well yeah. and be able to show that to others you know, before when I was just sitting down and talking about purpose and calling, that was definitely a facet of who I was. Um, but I wasn't able to fully show up like maybe I'm silly, like so I'm a very silly person. So like I like mm -hmm. to make jokes and I'm not always PC. So like mm -hmm. if you come on, my, yeah. sometimes my reels may be a little bit reckless. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> but... The Lord knew that about me. That's how he's fashioned me. That's how he's created me. And like for me to be able to experience another level of freedom, yeah. I had to be willing to go with him where he was leading me when it came to like even my content creation. I love that so much. And if you look at Abriel's page and you look at my page, our content is so different. It is so different. <laughs> like I think from the outside looking in, if y'all had never met us, you'd be like, how are they best friends? <laughs> But it works. It, oh, my gosh. It works amazing. Yeah. Um, but I have learned so much from Abriel because I still don't fully feel that level of freedom when it comes to my own platform, mm. you know, because I love creating content that other people can consume and be encouraged. Um, but sometimes I'm not fully comfortable, like getting outside of that, like niche, mm. you know, like doing other things, like showing my personality more, showing my life more. Like that is something I actually want to grow in because I do feel like you're going to get my personality most in conversation with me. That's why I love like podcast and things like that. Um, cause you really see my personality. Um, but you know, sometimes when I'm just talking to a camera, it's like, you're going to get this message and you're going to be encouraged. Um, but you may not know who I am. You yeah. may never like connect with me. And one of the things I've learned from Avrielle is how she can fully be herself. And there's such, it like jumps off the screen of like who you are. It really translates. And I love that. And so like, even though Avrielle started many years after me in terms of like her Instagram journey in particular, like there are things I want to learn from her, mm -hmm. you know? Um, and I, I want to actually speak that prophetically over someone who's listening right now. I need to say it. There are people that you're looking up to now that one day when you step into the fullness of what God spoke, they're going to be inspired by you. So don't stop. Yes. Don't stop. Don't give up. 1000%. 1000%. That's so good. Yeah. I'm so glad that you said that. So Avriel. You have created a program. Yes. Talk about this. So I've created a program called Create. And I'm going to be teaching women how to confidently create content that attracts a dedicated audience. And I feel like I could be the one to speak to this because I've 
done it. I've done it. She's got receipts. <laughs> I have receipts. And I've really walked through this thing. And I, I want to be able to help women break out of so many of the limiting beliefs that we have when it comes to content creation specifically. And I really, I just feel so good about the fact that I, I believe that this course is going to be able to do that for you. Yes. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And I have to say something because not only does Avril have receipts, but she's literally been in your shoes. Like literally. there are some people they sneeze and they go viral. There are some people they just got a platform on accident. That's not Avriel's testimony. No. I mean, now she'll sneeze and go viral. But <laughs> I mean, it has been years of belief, years of breaking down these limiting beliefs, years of overcoming imposter syndrome. Like this has not been, okay, it was easy for her. And so now she's creating some programs so she can make some money. It's like, no, there is there have been years of learning experience that she can impart from a place of walking in your shoes. And now she's walking in the promise, at least the beginning of it, you know, yeah. like this is just the beginning. I know for some of you, you're like, oh my gosh, over 50,000 followers, that would be a dream, you know, like, you know, but even when it comes to Avery Elf, she's like, oh, just 50,000. But it's, it's actually a huge <laughs> deal, especially in the span of time. I mean, it really feels like she's cracked the code, but she's done it by being led by the Lord. I'm like, who better to impart and teach on that than someone like you? Yes. Yes. So I'm excited about that. I could have used something like this. Yeah. And being able to help women know that this is can actually potentially set somebody free to it go will. do what they're they're called to do. It absolutely will. That excites me. So yes. Yes. Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, she's definitely called to content creators who are called. Yes. If you're not called, it's not going to work for you. Yeah. Let's just say, let's just get that out though. You better not blame Abe if it don't work for you and God never said it would. Yes, it's true. Don't content just wanna, creators. Oh, go ahead. Don't just want to be an influencer or content creator because it looks cool and you want to make some money. Like yeah. it has to be like, this is if you're called. Okay. If you're called, she can lead you. Yes. If you're called to create. I'm your girl. I love it. I love it. And we are going to offer in the show notes an exclusive promo code that if you sign up for create with this promo code or even sign up for the wait list with this promo code, you will get my reels masterclass. So over it was over a year ago now I uh, recorded a reels masterclass because I had just gotten really good at reels and I'm like, okay, there are oogles of people in my DMs asking me how I did it. So I'm like, okay, well, let me just create this. So as a bonus, you get that entirely for free if you use the code that's in the description box. So make sure you don't miss out on that. Yes. Yes. And I just love that we're partnering together in some way in this too. Yes. I just feel like that our man kingdom friendships yeah. will partner with you, you know, yeah. and it's just the sweetest thing. So. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, Avriel, for those uh, uh, people who don't know you, I think a lot of people do. But for those who don't know you, where can they find you? Also, where can they sign up for Create? Share all of that. Okay, so you can sign up for Create at avrielmeescom slash create. All the information will be there. And uh, you can find me on Instagram, just Avriel Muse, my YouTube channel, Avriel Muse. I have a podcast with my husband called Mornings with My Muse. And that's her real last name, y'all. Yeah, Muse <laughs> is actually my real last name. Yeah. It's, that's it's, why I married my husband. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yeah. So, yeah. And, yeah, those are the main platforms that you can follow me on. Yes. yes. Well, Ava, this has been a phenomenal conversation. I know. This is really good. I can't even wait to listen to the replay. Me too. Just to stir myself up. I can't it's wait for you to, to send it to me and show it to me. I'm yes. excited. Also, maybe we need to do a part two so that we can go into your where you felt underestimated because I felt like it was like yeah, centered yeah, yeah. on me. So. We can do a part two. I'm down yeah. for part two, even yeah. though like it's my podcast, meaning I'm supposed to interview. Yeah, but I'm down. Yes. Unless It'll you want to have me on your YouTube channel. I mean, no. oh, my God. That's what I'm going to do. Okay. Yes. There it is. There we go. Well, you'll see me on her YouTube channel. Make sure you subscribe. Yes, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right, guys. Catch you next time. Bye. All right, guys, that's the end of today's conversation. If you're part of the Confident Woman community, then do your part. 
leave a review, a five-star podcast rating, and spread the word. If you haven't already, join our online community at confidentwomanco.com where you can surround yourself with like-minded Christian women and follow us on Instagram at confidentwomanco. As always, stay confident.